0: Okay, so we are continuing on the 12 disciples, we're, we're still on Peter, um, we had kind of a big uh, discussion about all of them last week, this week, if you would, take your Bible and turn to John chapter 13, John chapter 13, tonight we're going to talk about the powerless Peter, okay, the powerless Peter. Um we all, like I said, Peter, you know, once again, I, I feel so bad for the guy. Not now, I mean, but before, because, you know, we treat him like we would never do what Peter did. And we all have done what Peter has done at some point and to some degree. OK, um, but we want to we need to understand how Peter operated. And you're going to be able to relate this definitely to yourself. In John, chapter 13, and you go to verse thirty one. The scripture reads, therefore, when he had gone out, Jesus said, now is the son of man. Now, now, let me stop just for a moment. Therefore, when he had gone out, that he is Judas. That's he that he has sent out. Okay. as a matter of fact, let's let's go back um, a couple of verses. Uh, Let's go back to verse 28 in chapter 13. Now, no one of those reclining at the table knew for what purpose he said this to him. For some were supposing because Judas had the money box that Jesus was saying to him, buy the things we have need of for the feast, or else he would he uh, should give should excuse me that he should give something to the poor. So after receiving the morsel, he went out immediately, and it was night. Now let's go into verse thirty-one. Therefore, now when he had gone out, that is Judas, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in Him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him immediately. Little children. Now notice this. He calls them little children. Why would he call his disciples that? Because keep in mind at this point in time in, in in his ministry, he's only focusing on the remaining 11. He sent Judas out now. So he's only got 11 there. Why would he call them little children? Exactly beautiful exactly the, 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 there's no maturity in them whatsoever there's none, and he calls them little children and and we have to understand that that directly re- refers to their spiritual state right now, okay <clears throat> so little children, I'm with you a little while longer. you will seek me, and as I said to the Jews, now I also say to you, where I am going. You cannot come. Now, let's stop right there for a mom- moment. You cannot come. I'm going to a place, and, and and keep in mind, it's just like our children, okay? No, I'm going over here. You can't come. You're not ready for that right now. You don't, you don't need to see this. You can't be a part of this. No, you can't. You, you can't. You can't. You can't. And there's a reason why, as a parent, naturally, you're going to uh, shield them from certain things that they're not ready to see, okay? Um, if you're going... Uh, well, that'd be a bad example. I was going to say, if you're going to a bar, um, but, (laughs) (laughs) but if you're going somewhere, I mean, you know, just think about where your children can't go right now. Okay. And where they don't need to experience. They may not. Let's say you have a prison ministry right now. They may not be ready to see that prison life right now. You know, Luke, he, he he, he's, he's a smart young man, but he doesn't need to go up in the St. Clair County Correctional Facility. I don't, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) he's looking at you No, so (laughs) you cannot come now verse 34 then after he says this he gives them this direction a new commandment i give to you that you love one another even as i have loved you that you also love one another by this all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another now he is identifying some things here um He's identifying how they are to be going forward. He's identifying what's, what's the, uh, look, I'm not going to call out anybody who's late, Sheila and Bonnie. It's okay. Okay, so, hey, this is recording. Watch, modulate your tone. Anyway, <laughs> so anyway, he's saying, he's saying love one another now. He switched gears, okay? You're not to be in fighting mode. You are not to be in fighting mode. You're not to be in anything. I want you to understand this. Your whole ministry, everything that I've done, everything will be summed up in how you love others. What you know about me, what you believe about me will be summed up in how we love others. Okay. so now jump down to verse 36. Simon Peter. Now, of course, we've already recognized that Peter is the spokesperson, self-appointed spokesperson for the disciples, right? Okay, And for, of course, for himself, Simon, Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Where are you going? Jesus answered where I go. You cannot follow me now, but you will follow later. Now, Peter asked a very simple question that he wasn't understanding. And keep in mind, when he asked this question, as Jason has already said, he's asking this completely devoid of the Holy Spirit of God. He has no concept, none whatsoever. He says, you will follow later. Now, verse 37, Peter said to to him, Lord, why can I not follow you right now? I will lay down my life for you. Now, Peter is speaking. Let's get this picture. I want you to get this image. Jesus said, you will be my disciples if you show love, if you love the brethren. If you love everyone, you'll be my disciples. Peter is only seeing Jesus as a man he's following. He's not seeing an entire mission at this point. He has not seen an entire mission. That's why he wants to follow Jesus, because he's thinking, well, if you go away, if you why can't I go where you're going? I mean, we've been hanging out this long, Jesus. We've been together this long. Why can I not go? And you're telling me I can't go. And Jesus is not. I mean, Peter is not understanding the spiritual state of his weakness and and, and the lack of power that he has. Jesus is speaking spiritual. Peter is thinking fleshly. I will lay down my life with you. Jesus is not asking him to lay his life down. Not at all. There's no life that, need to be laid, that needs to be laid down. Jesus, Peter is, is assuming that, um, Lord, you're going to set up this kingdom. You're going to do all these things. And if you're going to go, I need to go with you because I need to help you. Why, I need to lay my life down. We're going to fight, right? That's what's going to happen. This is Peter's mindset, okay? This is Peter's mindset. So why can't I go? Why can't I go? We're in John chapter 13, by the way, I forgot. Man, this thing is hot. Oh, it's coming unplugged? Okay. (laughs) See what he did up there? He had it flashed this time, so it got my attention. You guys are so funny. Hold on. Okay. Anyway, there we are. he says i will lay down my life for you now jesus says jesus answered him in verse 38 will you lay down your life for me truly truly i say to you a rooster will not crow until you deny me three times he says truly truly i say to you a rooster will not crow three times until you deny me three times a lot of things that peter didn't understand in this scripture first off he couldn't go with jesus because jesus is thinking spiritual and keep in mind jesus is thinking Jesus is saying, I'm going to pay a sin debt. You can't pay a sin debt. Peter didn't understand that. Wait a minute, I can't go with you. No, you can't because you cannot die for anyone's sins, Peter. Okay. Also, you can't go because you're not empowered with the Holy Spirit of God. But I'll lay down my life for you, Jesus. Truly, truly, I say to you, because you're, you're powerless right now, you'll deny me three times before the rooster crows. Okay, this is what he's. This is what he's trying to get Peter to understand. Peter, you have no power right now. Peter, you have no ability right now. You don't even get the whole point right now, because Jesus knows at this time that Peter is going to lash out at Malchus. He knows that. He knows that. And so he's trying to explain to Peter while Peter is saying, "I will, I will, I will." Jesus is saying, "No, you won't. No, you won't. No, you won't." Okay because your spirit is not lined up or prepared for any of this right now. Okay? So y'all y- y- you get this? Now, let's talk about how powerless Peter was. Now, let's start d- let's start addressing his denial. Take your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26. We're going to deal with his denial. When he says he cannot follow him, that cannot, uh, it covers a lot of things. First off, it it covers his inability to die for sins, because Peter can't. Peter couldn't. Only one could, and that was Jesus Christ. Okay, And also his lack of Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit in his life. So go to Matthew chapter 26 and go to verse 54. Now we're going to talk about how powerless he is. Now, keep in mind, this is after he has pulled his sword out and he has cut off the ear of Malchus. This is after his, hey, everybody was ready to fight. Remember, they were all at one point ready to fight. This is after that. Okay. Having arrested him, verse 54, Matthew 20, I'm sorry, 26. First chapter 22. My apologies, y'all. Go to chapter 22. And go to verse 54. (coughs) Having arrested him, they led him away and brought him to the house of the high priest. But Peter was following at a distance. Where am I at? Yeah, Matthew. I was right. I'm sorry. Matthew 26. Okay. Sorry. I was reading out of Luke. My mistake. Matthew chapter 26. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. 26 and verse 69. We will go to Luke and 54, uh, 22 and 54 in a minute. 26 and 69. Ready? No. Okay, stop. Everybody listen to me. Matthew chapter 26, verse 69. 69, yes. We will be going, okay, you get, everybody get Matthew chapter 26, verse 69. Okay, now find Luke. So we can get this right. Chapter 22, verse 54. You might as well delete this recording. Okay. (laughs) Just a man. Flawed. Okay, now go back to Matthew, chapter 26, verse 69. Now, we're there? Okay. Okay. Now we're going to talk about his weakness. Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him and said, You too were with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you're talking about. This is the first, this is, we're saying this denial, okay? You see this denial. But notice the way the scripture says, he denied it before them all. Peter stood and did what? What did he do? What did Jesus preach about denying him? What did Peter do? He denied him, but he denied him before men. He just didn't deny him that man. He, he, his his see how weak he was. This is the this denial is designed to show Peter. There's several reasons why. First off, you, Peter had to understand some things about himself that he didn't understand about his own, his very self. He thought he was something else that he wasn't. His power, the power for all of us will always be in the Holy Spirit of God. And Peter, who did not have it, could not say anything but I don't know him. I don't know. He couldn't do anything else because he he needed to be, he really needs to see that he has no strength without God, without the Spirit. Same thing with us, y'all. Okay, we need to understand. You, I want to encourage you for a moment. Do you know how powerful it is? How much power it takes to come in here and worship God? We take it as I, you know, oh, it's just it's, it's what we do. We think we think we know that everyone that goes down this road, they're not approval approving of what we do up here. Okay. There's people that hate what we do up here, right? Who do we know that's driving down this road right now that may be planning to come and hurt the people that come in here? But we're in America. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So I want you to understand, it's taking the power of the Holy Spirit to even get you to come through these doors. Please recognize that. Because without the Holy Spirit existing in your life, you wouldn't be sitting here at this very moment. Even if there was a lost person sitting in here, guess what? They wouldn't be here unless the power of the Holy Spirit drew them in. You see? So Peter, who is completely devoid of any power, he says this. He says, but he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you're talking about. Let's keep reading here for a moment. Verse 71. And Now look, he not only denied, then he goes out. He says, "When when he had gone out to the gateway... Another servant girl saw him and said to those who were were there, This man was with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, he denied it, but then he took it a step further. He denied it with an oath I do not know the man. Guess what oath he took? He took an oath before God that he didn't know God. (laughs) Really? Think about it. Look how powerless that is. How many of you could sit? I mean, I know no one in here sitting here now would deny God by, you know, swear by God that they don't know God. I understand that. But he did not realize his weak state. He's learning it now. Okay, he's learning it now. First off, when Jesus was in his presence, he felt power, didn't he? Right. Right. Why would he feel power? Because Jesus was in his presence. He's in, the presence of the Holy Spirit. he's in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is not right there with him right now. And he is he he can't control his tongue. He can't control his thought process. He can't even control his fears. Because he doesn't have the power of the Holy Spirit. Go to the next verse. A little later. The bystanders came up and said to Peter, surely you too are one of them, for even the way you talk gives you away. Peter couldn't hide from his own, he didn't even have power to hide who he was. He didn't have any power. His own, how do you know someone's from Alabama? <laughs> you just listen to him. for a minute. There's a difference between someone from Alabama and someone from Tennessee. You can tell the difference, okay? And there's a difference between someone from Alabama and someone from Mississippi. Just let them smile and see how many teeth they got. (laughs) 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 Okay? (laughs) Yeah, New York. York. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm telling you, get rid of this recording. (laughs) I had a friend tell me one time, he told me, he said, yeah, he said, in Alabama we have teeth brushes. That's why they have toothbrushes in Mississippi. Like, dude, that's wrong, man. Anyway, everybody's going to come over from Mississippi. Y'all going to say, I don't know the man. Anyway, (laughs) okay, here we are. Now, let's look at this. So he says this. He says, even the way you talk, it gives you away. Okay, now, then verse 74, then he began to curse. He started cursing. Okay, and then. Not, he not only cursed then he th- that swear was another swearing by god again okay he cursed and then he swore there's a big uh, now, now this is the okay here we are this is number three and jesus is showing peter clearly see this is why you can't come because you have no power you have zero power but I have all power and all authority, and I told you you were going to do this. Now, let's keep reading. He began to curse and swear, I do not know the man. And immediately the rooster crowed. Now, what's the significance of the rooster crowing? a A reminder. It was a reminder. It was a reminder of how powerless he was. It was also a reminder that God knows him better than he knows himself, okay? You see, now, now let's let's jump this to 21st century, Alabama, Sulphur Springs. Your rooster, your rooster, what is it? Do you know it? Anything that humbles us, great. Anything that leads us to repentance, great. Do you know your own personal rooster? Do you know? You may not be denying God, but you've got this same powerless thing going on. And the difference is, though, you don't have you have the power because you have the Holy Spirit of God. What is happening is, is you're not tapping it for whatever reason. Where's your rooster now? Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Hold on. In verse 75, and, and it says this in verse 75 and Peter remembered the word which Jesus had said before a rooster crows, You will deny me three times. And he went out and he wept bitterly. Now, we know what Jesus taught if a man denies me before men, I will deny them before the Father. But yet we have this with Peter, who had an open denial. Wasn't empowered by the Holy Spirit, but he had an open denial. But then he remembered and his remembrance led to repentance. The bitter weeping is Peter repenting. First off, for what? For the denial of God. And then that bitterness, that, that bitter weeping also was an admission that he has zero power. This same man that just a few hours earlier was ready to pull his sword and fight. You see, first off, God is showing us that the power is not in the fight of the physical, of the flesh. It's not there, is it? We know that. We know that. We're more victorious because of who we are in Christ by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit than any kind of march or anything else that we could do to try to prove someone wrong. All we need to do is let life keep playing out, keep praying and keep living as God has directed us. And we're showing the world how our true power is. Okay, we want to go and, you know, we want to get involved and get politically active and all this other stuff. And, you know, that's not that's that takes away from what God's true plan for you is. Okay, what what he is designed for you to do. And and Peter is finding that out. Sure, Peter, you can go and fight. you can do this, but you're not going to win by the sword. Jesus made that very clear. Now take your Bibles and go to Luke. Go to Luke, chapter 22, verse 54. Same scenario. But Luke adds a few things that are very unique. Verse 54, having arrested him, they led him away and brought him to the, power, to the house of the high priest. But Peter was following at a distance. It's unique. He was outside earlier in Matthew, but now he's, he's following in this first situation. What is he? Why is he following? Why is he following? Anybody want to take a guess? Why is he following? He's, he's not so afraid yet that he doesn't want to see what's going to happen, okay? But he's not so strong that he wants to admit that he's associated, okay? He wants to see. He's not thinking about his denials right now. He's just wanting to see what's going to happen to Jesus, what's going to happen. Now, now, look at this. <coughs> Verse 55, after they had kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and he sat down together and look, and he and, and had sat down together. Peter was sitting among them. He went right in among the enemy. Now, keep in mind, this crowd is starting to form. He sat out among them, and a servant girl, seeing him as he sat in the firelight, looking intently at him, said, This man was with him, too. Now, some unique things are happening here. The tide is shifting against Jesus for man and, I, and anyone who's associated with Jesus. And guess what? The same thing has happened in 21st century. Right in the 21st century, the tide is shifting against people who associate with Jesus. Not that we've lost any power. We just don't have as many friends as we used to in the Christian faith, do we? Do we do we have as many people that are support and and God's? is meant to be that way? And they're going to start calling you out. They're going to bring you before the courts. They're going to bring you into the... They're going to scourge you. All of these... Those days are starting to come. Okay? They're starting to come. And that was the beginning of them right there. Peter was associated with Jesus. But he's going to deny. Now let's keep reading. Have I confused anyone so far? Is everybody following? Okay, good. This is not hard. It's simple. Okay? Now, look what he says in verse 57. But he denied, saying, Woman, I do not know him. A little later, another saw him and said, You are one of them, too. But Peter said, Man, I am not. Now, this is some time that's starting to to, um, transpire here. Then we have in verse 59, After about an hour had passed. Now, he's still there. He's been accused twice of being with Jesus, and then no one's done anything to him, but he's denied him twice. Okay. now keep in mind, Jesus has already told him you'll deny me three times before the rooster crows. Now, we've had two denials and then between the second and third denial, we have another hour. Peter's still not clicking that he's denying Jesus three times. And he has. And time is, you see, the the time is, is passing by. Now, look at this. And another man began to insist, saying, certainly this man also was with him for he is a Galilean too. But Peter said, man, I don't know what you're talking about. And immediately, while he was still speaking, a rooster crowed. And then look at verse 61. The Lord turned and looked at Peter, and Peter remembered the word of the Lord. Now, this is important why you understand the time that, that transpired, because there was some time where Jesus was not visible to Peter and the crowd outside. But this examination and everything else that happened and the Lord timed it perfectly. That when Peter denied him the third time. Jesus was there. And not only that, but the scripture says he looked at him. He looked at him. He made the denial, the rooster crowed and everything stopped for a moment. The scourge, whatever was going on, it stopped, and Jesus turned. Put the scripture up there. The Lord turned and looked. Go back, go back. The Lord turned and looked at Peter. Everything paused for just that length of time so Peter could recognize how powerless he was and how God could remind him of how powerless he is. Nothing else happened. He turned and he looked, and when they, so they were close enough. That's why see the time frame happened, and then Jesus is coming out with the with the crowd that has him arrested, and he comes out and he looks at Peter when the rooster cries, and Peter remembered the word of the Lord, and how he had told him before a rooster crows today you will deny me three times. Now, there's two different accounts there, but the same account. One mentions. And Luke is the only one that mentions that the Lord turned and looked at Jesus. I mean, the Lord turned and looked at Peter. That's the only one that gives that account. That's the only one that gives that account. What, what, would, that, what would that have done to Peter? It pierced his heart, it pierced his heart because, he, because Peter, Peter was the one that genuinely knew that he was the Lord. When Peter said, "You are the Son of God," what did we determine a few weeks ago? The Holy Spirit was on him long enough for him to recognize that he—he didn't forget about that. But he needed to see, and this is when Peter's true humility starts to kick in now. Okay, because see, next week when we transition over. We're going to start transitioning into Peter's humility. We're going to go away from his arrogance and his smugness and his, his violent ways and his judgmental ways. And we're going to start seeing this transformation that he's going through right now. And, and, and you know what? To get him there, to get the rock, a piece of the church, the foundation, not the foundation, but you know what I mean, what he's going to be, what the church is going to be built on to get him to that state where he can teach the others to do the same thing. There had to be a humbling factor in place. And there's no, nothing more humble than when you're standing there looking at the face of Jesus and you—and he has heard you say, deny him three times after, after You told him he was the holy one of God. He was the son of God. That's. For you and for everyone else that can hear this. That has got to be the most humbling thing that you could ever experience. And it's got to be the foundation of your Christian life. It's got to be the basis of everything. It's got to be. Peter had to learn and had to be shown his weakness so he can know, first off, okay, I can't do this on my own, Lord. You were right, Lord. I cannot do this on my own. Second thing he had to learn was, Lord, I'm not all that I thought I was. I'm not all that I thought I was. And the other thing he had to learn, and this is what we're going to learn. After the resurrection, what happened? After the resurrection, what happened? And go tell who? Peter. Peter and the disciples. He mentioned Peter specifically. Why? Because when Peter went out and wept, God knew his repentant heart. And he automatically accepts that repentance, that genuine repentance. And Peter had to know that. So let's go find that scripture. Let's go to that scripture. Go to John. Go to chapter 20. Let's go to um, am I man, chapter 20. Yeah, let's go there. Go to verse 19. John, go to cha- go to verse 19. No, that's not the one I'm looking for. Sorry. Oh, just hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want you to find this because I want to look at it. I want you to look at it. I want to make sure I get it right. Y'all can help me look. Let's go to Matthew. Hold on. <coughs> okay, go to um Help me find it, y'all. Come on, help me find it. I don't care if we're recording or not. It doesn't matter. I want to find it. I'm sorry I can't call it right up. Okay. Okay, go to Mark chapter 16. Go to verse 6. Mark chapter 16 and verse 6. Ready? Mark, Mark chapter 16 and verse 6. Now this is where the man at the grave is talking about Jesus. Mark chapter 16 and verse 6. And he said to them, do not be amazed. You are looking for Jesus, the Nazarene. Who has been crucified? He has risen. He is not here. Behold, here is the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Now, keep in mind, why did the angel include Peter? Because Peter needed to know, first off, Peter is the one that rejected it. Okay, the angel has been instructed. Now, keep in mind these angels; they're communicate. They can only communicate what God is telling them to communicate. And he says, "Go tell the disciples and Peter. Let's make sure we get Peter in this because Peter is the one that had repented. Peter probably knew, and he had. You got to think about this. He he knew he had rejected the living God. He knew." By his own admission, he knew he had rejected, and now he had to understand how forgiveness works, okay? And, but forgiveness is only going to work through the repentance of Peter himself and his weeping, okay? And when he wept, he wept, okay? That was a sorrowful weep. That was a repentant weep. Have you ever been there where you've done something, and you want to gain back the forgiveness of someone, and you weep? This is what happens. So the angel is sending a message. Jesus is sending a message to Peter that, "Hey, you're going to know too. You're going to see me go. Go get, go get the disciples. Go get Peter. Include Peter in this. Go ahead. It was a death sentence. Exactly." Exactly, and think about this. His blaspheming. Now, the one thing that didn't happen was he didn't blaspheme against what the Holy Spirit of God. He did against Jesus. Jesus gave an instruction that many things would be forgiven. You can talk about God, you can talk about the Son, but one sin that can't be forgiven is what rejection of the Holy Spirit of God. So he didn't reject the Spirit. That's why he has a way out of. And and then he repented. And even if someone's today rejecting God, if they repent and turn and receive him, then guess what? Will they be saved? Yes. So in all of this denial and in all of his powerlessness, Jesus, I mean, Peter recognized one, Peter was taught several things. First off, I I need the Holy Spirit of God. Okay? I got to have the Holy Spirit of God. I cannot operate effectively without him. I am... I am fearful without the Holy Spirit of God because he was afraid. Okay, He was afraid. And that also the way I've been approaching this entire walk with Jesus has been wrong. Because I'm trying to go out in the sword and I'm trying to go out in as a as a man that's been with God, been with Jesus. And I'm not. Keep in mind, the last commandment before he told Peter that he was going to deny him was love. Love, love. This is the new commandment. And Peter, Peter hadn't been operating in love. None of the disciples were operating in love. They'd gone from miracle to miracle to miracle to miracle, and yet they never saw the fact that Jesus was pouring his love out on those people. They didn't see it as that. You see? And that was his weakness. You see, the, and without the Holy Spirit presence on Peter's life, he couldn't recognize it. Without the Holy Spirit presence on your life, you cannot recognize that you are to operate in love. Your power is through love. That's what the days of grace bring us, right? Questions. Sorry about taking time to find that scripture, but I want to make sure I find it right, and so there's no need me blurbing out something wrong like I did earlier. And Peter, at this point, probably did not himself a disciple and was probably separate from the group all the Keep in mind what he was told. You're 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 a rock and I'm going to build my church on you. So Peter is thinking, once again, we've preached this before. Hey, I got keys to the house. I can do whatever I want. No, you can't, Peter. No, you can't. And you still got to operate within this. You got to you. You, Peter, are going to have to operate just like everyone else is going to have to operate with the Holy Spirit. But you're the example, Peter. You are the example. So you're right. You're 100% right. What else, what else would be powerless in this denial? What else is powerless for concerning Peter in this denial? Where does it represent that he's, he's powerless? In his denial, he denied it. He denied Jesus. Denied it to who? He was subject to what man man's will and man's and and, and the fear of man he could not stand against man he couldn't even stand he's a fisherman and he couldn't even stand against the servant girl that was accusing him he was powerless against the servant girl mike i ain't gonna amen that because you know (laughs) miss d's like yeah you're right So even against the flesh or the threats of others, he had zero authority. He had zero authority. Now, this would be the man that we're going to start on next week that's going to preach this sermon at Pentecost. I didn't read it this morning because it's going to be in next Sunday night's class. The sermon at Pentecost. And after he preaches that sermon, 3,000 people get saved. See, this is um, this is a man. This is a man where people are going to respond to the spirit of God versus right now. They're calling him a liar and they're saying he is one and they say you're from Galilee. You know, you're from Jefferson County. What's wrong with you? Any questions? Did I confuse you? Jamie, you know what you ain't built right. (laughs) Did I confuse you? Peter's powerlessness is identified to him. His weakness is shown to him. It had to be shown to him in in his denial. So his denial, even though it was very hard, it was very bad. It did teach him something. OK, it did teach him something. So I understand this. You can't go where Jesus went. Because you can't do what Jesus did. And Peter had to understand that now. Now that Jesus has done what he's done, you can go and do what Jesus did. Because Jesus has gone and did what he had to do. I know that sounds crazy. Yeah. You got me, though? And, and, and they're going to suffer the same things. How many were martyred? How many of the disciples were martyred? All but one. And which one wouldn't be crucified like Jesus? exactly why upside down down. why he he He, wasn't worthy worthy. but that'd been the same man that would have this is the same man that said i would go and die for you but peter said no i'm not worthy of that same type of death that jesus christ see that's the humility that's the man we're about to start experiencing now and that's the man i want you to and that's the man you have to remember this man you have to remember what it took for this man to get where he is, because in our own little churchy life, we get arrogant sometimes. You know? We're not as bad. We're not as bad as we used to be, but in our churchy ways we can get arrogant. Okay? Any questions? No questions. Huh? It's just it's just it's what you call rain. It's water. <laughs> I know. Y'all ain't you, it's okay. It's all right. Y'all ain't got to walk home in it. All right? Any other questions? I would dismiss right when it comes down to downpour.